Podcast recording, microphone check, one, two, one, two, what is this? This is the Alcast episode 44, allegedly. Uh, we are showing sound waves, we are showing video. Last time I ran out of uh, video space. It looks like I got 25 minutes 34 to work with, but let's try and end it before that. And I don't know what I got to do on my other phone here to free up more memory space, because I deleted a bunch of stuff, but I got to figure it out. Anyways, this is the Ottawa Valley's number one football and fighting podcast, self-proclaimed, but we're working on it. Hey, you got the Ravens in the background, bro. That's my boys back there. Nice. Got the Celts, Celtics. I got the Celtics number five Kevin Garnett jersey on for all my audio-only listeners. And uh, feeling good, feeling great. Just got back from a three-kilometer run best time of the year so far in my half marathon training you can check more of that out on the alcast youtube page as well as find me at the alcast on instagram looking to get all my platforms together under the same banner now make me easier to find anyways as always talking boxing ufc mma and nfl football a little bit of other stuff here and there every now and then but let's get into the show uh starting with the world of boxing of course we saw logan paul floyd mayweather go down on the weekend and what a what an interesting little event that was to say the least uh going all eight rounds of course there is no judging scorecards as it was an exhibition match uh 30 pound difference between the two fighters uh the unanimous public i guess decision being that floyd mayweather won the decision in that one uh landing the cleaner shots especially to the body counter shots logan swinging and missing a lot of the night but landing a couple solid shots here and there which we've all seen on social media as a yeah, like I think Rogan made a good point saying that just getting in there with uh, the best boxer of all time, a lot of people have Floyd, is a win for Logan, especially the fact that he landed a couple of shots on him. Like how many people can say that they landed a couple of shots on Floyd Mayweather, right? No, we're not going to spend too much time on that. Like these, these guys are getting enough hype. I like to see like, um, I hate to say it, but real boxers, you know, get, the, uh, get the attention they deserve and hopefully they'll get some of these 20 million dollar paydays that these uh, social media guys are getting which we'll talk about later in the show a couple of fighters have come out and spoke against like these massive paydays these guys are getting when they're not seeing the same kind of money in the UFC or boxing on that undercard we saw Badu Jack beat a late replacement in a super middleweight fight of course, Jean Pascal getting pulled off the card after three or four failed drug tests. Unfortunately, a good Canadian boxer, but uh, getting popped for EPO, among a host of other things. Of course, Jean Pascal having big fights in the past with guys like Carl Froch, but uh, hopefully he figures out whatever issues he's having there, uh, cleans up cleans up the old system, and gets back in the ring, because I like to see all my Canadian boxers do well, but... Uh, Congrats, anyways, to Badu Jack for getting the win there. Uh, another big YouTube reverse boxer match coming up is Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul, of course, which I believe we talked a bit on last episode. But that'll be going down in late August. So another big event to look forward to. That'll be on Showtime Boxing. 
Wilder Fury 3, of course, late July. That's another one to look forward to. Uh, Wilder already coming out, talking some interviews, talking about the past allegations he made in Tyson Fury cheating. Hasn't backed down from any of those. He says he's looking for revenge in this third match. And Tyson Fury saying that he was going ghost off social media for the final eight weeks of his camp in preparation for Deontay Wilder, who is with a new trainer, Malik Scott. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there between that. I'm still leaning towards Fury. Um, Anthony Yard and Lyndon Arthur are going to be fighting on a card in the next couple months. Not uh, the rematch against each other, which many people wanted, but of course a uh, two separate matches against two undefeated opponents on a Frank Warren Queensbury Promotions card. So that's a big light heavyweight fight to look forward to. I was a big fan of Lyndon Arthur. After that fight with Yard, I didn't know much about him going into that, but I like his uh, defense, his style, his jab. Probably got one of the best jabs in boxing. Best defense in boxing. I think he's got underrated defense as well. And Anthony Lyons in the camp yard, of course, is a uh, a crowd favorite with his entertaining style. But it'll be interesting to see those guys get back in the ring. Of course, all of these fight big boxers out of the UK, it's interesting to see where some of these names will go next. Guys like Connor Ben looking for an opponent at a I believe, welterweight, super welterweight. I should know that, but... Uh, Guys have pitched names like uh, Amir Khan and um, Kel Brook, but I think he's going to go past them to an even more challenging opponent next. Uh, Sean Porter also throwing his name in the mix there, so look forward to see what happens with Connor Ben. Daniel Dubois picked up a win on the weekend, making a big comeback fight after his heavyweight first loss of his career in his fight with Joe Joyce. Picking up a win. Um... And, of course, Joe Joyce, who we just mentioned, has announced that he will have a fight on an upcoming card coming up to announce recently as well. Big fan of Joe Joyce, his style. Again, another big jabber, especially at heavyweight. And a very interesting style, very durable guy. So I hope uh, big Joe Joyce gets a match up with a top 10, top 5 type guy. I know many people had him losing to Dubois before he beat him. Uh, people have pitched out names like Alexander Usyk, who's looking for an opponent as well at heavyweight. So interesting to see what happens with big Joe Joyce, the juggernaut. And another boxing match we saw recently was Devin Haney versus Jorge Linares. Forget if I talked about that one yet or not, but Devin Haney picking up a unanimous decision win there. Got cracked a couple times, looked like he got wobbled a little bit, but for the most part, outpointed Jorge Linares, uh, showed superior boxing IQ, and I gave him a little flack afterwards for not having uh, the same killer instinct as we've seen as some of these other lightweights in the division like Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, and Tiafimo Lopez. But to say the least, uh, maybe I'm a little too critical on Devin, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see in the next year or two how those matchups between those three or four guys that I just mentioned play out. All right, let's move on to the world of MMA, shall we? We saw a UFC fight night go on over the weekend, got a little overshadowed by all the Floyd Logan stuff, but uh, France, or not Francis Rosenstrike, sorry, uh, Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus Augusto Sakai. Uh, Rosenstrike picked up a win at the end of the, late in, I believe, at the end of the first round of that fight, backing up Sakai and catching him as he was moving back in a straight line against the fence, 
picking up a big win at heavyweight, looking to uh, maybe secure a rematch with Francis at some point in the near future after uh, Francis gets through Derek Lewis, which is slated for the next UFC heavyweight title fight. Uh, what's his name? Ponzibio. What's his first name? Anyways, <laughs> Ponzibio had a fight of the year contender in a welterweight three-rounder where it was back and forth. Both guys throwing out hellacious combinations, five, six, seven punch combinations, and one of my favorite fights I've seen this year. So shout out Ponzibio. UFC loves those entertaining fights more than anything. Like That'll shoot him up through the rankings and uh, maybe secure him a, a number one contender match in the near future. I could see Ponzibio in to get a shot at Kingpin Kamaru Usman. And Tybura, of course. Mar Marcin Tybura secured a win against Walt Harris at light heavyweight. The, the big ticket falling in another big fight. Tybora pinning him down on the ground, landing some uh, unanswered ground and pound until the ref stopped it as a TKO victory. And as I mentioned before, after those paydays announced for Paul Mayweather, guys like Paul Acosta and Francis Ngannou have both spoken out against some of the pay that they're receiving. Uh, Dana White, of course, coming back and saying, hey, if you wanted that kind of payday, maybe you should have started a YouTube channel when you're 13 years old and made this massive name for yourself to Paulo Costa. And if you have any complaints, he says, just fight out your contract and see what happens because you lost that last big match against Israel for the middleweight strap and maybe you don't have the right to be asking for these massive paydays after your last performance. And it's going to be interesting how that shakes out with Paulo Costa, of course. As I believe he had a middleweight fight with Whitaker fall through, or someone in middleweight, as someone got injured there, someone pulled out, something like that. But he's saying that he's not signing contracts anytime soon until these pay discrepancies are worked out with the UFC. And we've kind of seen how that's worked out with fighters trying to strong arm the UFC in contract negotiations in the past. So. Uh, interesting to see how that situation shakes out with Paulo Costa. And of course, heavyweight king Francis Ngannou has said, like, what do we need to do here to get these $20 million paydays? Especially a guy like him who's just like a human highlight reel of first-round knockouts. He's like the Mike Tyson of the UFC, which is even crazier with the, the rule set of mixed martial arts. But it would be nice, of course, in a perfect world to see some of these fighters get um get bigger paydays just trying to close something here on the video uh, anyways what can you do <laughs> hopefully dana does the right thing by these guys and gets them their money but we'll see you know we shall see and last but not least in the mma news well not last but second last but not least oh alistair overeem who was cut uh by the ufc after a bit of a losing skit at heavyweight and falling short on his uh aspirations of a final title run in the UFC has announced that he'll be going back to his kickboxing roots from his K1 days to sign with Glory Kickboxing. Uh, I believe a potential five-fight deal or something like that, which is massive news for kickboxing as Alistair Overeem was one of the biggest, baddest guys in the K1 Max days of kickboxing. Of course, having legendary fights with uh, guys like Badr Hari and I believe Peter Ertz and some of those big names from the, the early 2000 kind of days of K1 Max. And I'm very excited as a fan of kickboxing to see that. And hopefully we'll see the return of Uber Ream, you know. I wouldn't be mad at it.
this coming weekend's card. I'll just bang off some quick picks for you guys. UFC 263, of course. Middleweight title fight between Israel Adesanya Marvin Vittori. Uh, Adesanya saying there's no way the judges are getting involved this time. He's going to finish him. They had an interesting little back and forth with uh, former middleweight champ Michael Bisping, who couldn't reel them in as they were both kind of chomping at the bit to uh, get in each other's heads a little bit. I don't know who won the verbal exchange there. You should watch it for yourself, though. Some interesting stuff. But I'm leaning towards Israel Adesanya as a second or third round TKO, something like that. I see it kind of going the same way as other fights in the past. I think Vittorio maybe trying to get him to the ground after... There's maybe a chink shown in his armor from that Jan Blockowitz fight, but I think he'll have a lot of trouble closing the distance. I see him walking onto a big shot, potential elbow, knee, uh, uppercut. You know, Adesanya is just going to be ready and waiting for this guy to shoot, I think. And very few people in MMA, let alone the middleweight division, have uh, timing and counter striking abilities like Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. So my early pick for that one is a third round TKO for Israel Adesanya, as Vittori is a durable guy. And then Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz, big potential uh, number one contender fight in the welterweight division there. Nate Diaz, long-time UFC vet since the Ultimate Fighter five days. Leon Edwards, of course, having one of the, I believe, the longest winning streak at welterweight right now, probably besides Kamaru Usman, the champ. But He's been chomping at a bit for a big-name fight like this for a while, so I'm looking for Leon Edwards to show up and show up big in this fight and potentially get a stoppage over longtime UFC vet Nate Diaz. But I hate picking against my boy Nate Diaz. I'm a huge fan of that guy over the years, but it's a Leon is legit, and he's got such a well-rounded game. I just can't see it uh, going Diaz's way in this one, but I could see it going the distance as long as uh, Diaz's previous scar tissue issues don't act up and he gets cut up real bad like he has in the past. So I'm picking Leon to win by decision in the, that one. And another title fight on the court card is flyweight rematch between Davis and Figueredo, Brandon Marino. Uh, that was another fight of the year contender. And it would be a big, exciting rematch at flyweight. Hopefully see those guys put on another show for the fans and maybe even see a finish in this one. I believe that they don't want to have another back-and-forth affair like that one where they landed so many bombs on each other and went the distance. But, whew, man, this card is stacked. I'm hyped for UFC 263, to say the least. As There's also a fight between uh, Bilal Muhammad, Damian Maya, big welterweight fight. I see Muhammad getting the win over... Uh, a bit long in the tooth, Damian Maya, you could say, and Paul Craig versus uh, Hill, who I got Paul Craig winning that one at light heavyweight. So there you go, five picks for the main card. Take them and do with them what you will. Don't come to me if any of them lose and say, I want my money back. I'm just some guy, right? I'm just some guy. A little bit of NFL news, not much going on as we got the off season right around or the preseason right around the corner, but we're still in the offseason. The biggest news, of course, in the last few days was Julio Jones got traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. Huge deal, huge wide receiver. Guy who's a top 10 wide receiver moving teams is always big news. And Julio Jones Jones is a guy I wanted to go to my Ravens, uh, but 
you know, we got Sammy Watkins and we signed a first rounder in the uh, in the NFL draft at wide receiver. So I'm not too upset by it, but I did want to see Lamar get a major receiving threat this season uh, to kind of round out our run game offense. But you can only do so much with the salary cap the way it is, you know, especially we're going to be paying a couple guys big in the next few years. But Tennessee, it's just a weird move to me. You know, as I was telling my boy the other day, it's like they run the ball 30 times a game with Derrick Henry. As a wide receiver, why the hell would you want to go to a team where you know you're only going to get maybe uh, half a dozen touches a game? But um, I don't know. It's an interesting move. It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out in Tennessee. I'm sure he's just glad he's gone to definitely a playoff team, if not a Super Bowl contender. It would be nice to see Julio Jones get a Super Bowl ring after all this time, especially after he came so close with the Falcons the year the Patriots came back and beat them in the Super Bowl. And the drama between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers is continuing. Lots of insider talk, guys within the organization saying mixed things. Yes, he's going to be coming back. No, there's no way he's coming back. And when you're a top five quarterback in the league, like to hold out to this point where preseason is right around the corner, it's almost like uh, the fourth quarter, you know, just to, you know make a football metaphor out of it i think they got to make a decision there of what they're going to do because you know if he's not there in preseason training you know you want to have your quarterback pretty much be the leader of your team so you got to make an appearance to say the least and yeah very interesting to see how that quarterback situation shakes out in green bay always got to give my raven news uh, talk about the boys and Gus Edwards, our second stringer running back. Well, I guess all our running backs kind of share touches, so there's no real second stringer. But J.K. Dobbins did look good last season, so I could see him getting more touches. Anyways, uh, Gus Edwards signed a two-year contract extension with the Ravens, which I was happy to see as he's put in some good runs over the last few years with the Ravens. And I'm a fan of the guy, Gus the Boss. Congrats on the two-year extension, boy. And I'll give you a quick rundown of the Ravens 2021 season as I see it. Uh, we say the least we go 12 and 5, right? 17 games this coming season as opposed to the regular 16. And starts with the Raiders, that's a win. Chiefs, that's a win. Lions, that's a win. Broncos, that's a win. Colts, I gave them to get our first loss of the year. Los Angeles Chargers win. Bengals win. Then we got a bye week. Then we take an L to the Vikings because we come back a little sluggish after the bye week. Dolphins, that's a win. Bears, that's a win. Browns, that's a win. Steelers, give them an L. Because usually you go one and one with the Steelers. That's just how it works out. Browns, that's an L. I'm giving the Browns a little bit more credit than I did last year. They look good. They nearly beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. They got a couple good running backs. They're good. It's a bit stretched to say they're a good team, but they're kind of a good team. I hate to give teams in the AF North, AFC North too much credit, but yeah, we, we go one and one with the Browns as well, okay? Okay, Green Bay, that's a win, providing Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. <laughs> Bengals, that's a win. Bengals, you don't get any credit, boy. You don't get any credit. Los Angeles Rams, I gave them a late season L. And Steelers, that's a win, final game of the year, okay? Okay, that's how we go. 12-5, and five, make the playoffs again. Make a decent little run at the Super Bowl, hopefully, as well. Oh, i got to move my mic for a second. Old voice getting sore. Dehydrated. 
And in other news, NBA playoffs going on right now as well. Very exciting stuff. I've heard many basketball fans say it's some of the best NBA playoffs that they've seen in years. Exciting games. I know Brooklyn just had a big game against the Bucks. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers are in it tough against the Atlanta Falcons right now. Who else survived? Who beat the uh, the Lakers the other day? Phoenix Suns moved on past the Lakers. Denver Nuggets looking good. There's some great ball being played right now. And I really think the NBA Finals could be anyone's uh, matchup. We usually don't talk about basketball too much on here. But uh, I am a fan, you know. I got the old We the North Raptors tattoo. <laughs> it's, it's just the old Raptors claw logo, but... I had to get that after I said I'd get that as a tattoo if they made it past the Eastern Conference Finals a few years back on the year that they won the whole damn thing with Kawhi. So, stuck to my word, you know. And other news, uh, I just want to give a couple of Canadian legends to check out if you're into combat sports. Jean-Yves Terrio, who is like a Canadian kickboxing champ in the 70s. He's a legit guy, so give him a YouTube uh, rabbit hole search. George Shuvalo, who is a Canadian heavyweight boxing uh, champ. Not world champ, but national champ, who actually fought Muhammad Ali back in the day. But most people don't know George Shuvalo, so give him a check out. Hellacious body puncher, really durable guy, worth worth looking into his story for sure. Has a really good book about his life. And just a little word of support for everyone who's still in the lockdown situation in Ontario. You know, shout out you guys. I was just saying to someone that I know a lot of people used to use the gym as kind of a antidepressant and as a substitution for past addictions that they have and I know having it closed for this uh, elongated period of time has hit a lot of people really hard their mental health and just their overall well-being let alone everything else being closed and it just being a bit of a gong show in my home province right now I don't want to speak on it too much if you want to know my opinions you could just go over to my YouTube and check it out you kind of get the general idea by one of my recent vlogs how I feel on all that but support to all you guys going through that uh appreciate y'all for listening as always thanks for listening to Alcast. we'll be back with more football and fighting in the coming weeks and peace out have a good day